Welcome back to Teach Me How to Money. We're here with Ed Robinson, the co-founder of Stash. Thanks, Lindsay, for having me. This is exciting. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, Ed, uh, but it's been it's been quite a week. <laughs> it has been. It has been. It's uh, there's never a dull moment in the markets. Well, tell me. Let's just start from. Let's start on Friday morning. What happened? So what happened on Friday was that you know we've been in a tremendous bull market for a number of a number of years now, right? And I guess the market started to get a little bit afraid that the business conditions are getting so positive that the Fed was going to start raising rates. Okay, I get it. And so from there, that kind of sent a few little shockwaves uh, across the market, and some people just took some money off. You know, the markets were trading at all-time highs, and from that, you had a lot of people starting to sell, and that's when you start to get a sell-off. So just explain to our listeners, what do interest rates have to do with the market? The interest rates are used by governments to kind of control um, or try to have an impact on, you know, business spending, um, on the economic growth, on obviously interest rates, but on currency as well. And so the America and every other country uses interest rates to kind of slow things down. So as the interest rates go up, you're less likely to invest or take big loans on new projects. And so when that happens, you know, spending gets reduced a little bit. Okay. So people have called the market frothy. (laughs) What does that mean? It means effectively that we're trading at all-time highs. It's well above, you know, moving averages. And the markets don't always go up. Uh, there's, they don't? No, they don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't. If you take a long-term view, markets do go up. On average, if you take the last 100 years, markets go up around about a bit over 8% a year. Wow. Um, however, within those that long term, there are some years that are really strong, some years that are really bad. And you've just got to take that long-term view when you're thinking about investing. Because there's a lot of younger investors who they don't remember when the markets weren't climbing. No. They don't. I, I mean, I started. My, I was a trader for twelve years. Uh, I traded um, Asian equities. I traded um, international, European, and also U.S. Um, stocks for a living. Wow! And you know, in two thousand and eight, you know, you saw a huge capitulation. Um, you know, markets were frightening. Uh, you had four, four, five percent um, down days. That is scary. Um, but if you invested and you held on to your nerve and you continued to buy and just add little bits on a regular basis, uh, I look back now you know, you're in a much stronger position. And that's what we continue to tell our users at Stash is don't think about the daily or weekly or monthly volatility. Think about the long term. Think about just putting little bits of money on a regular basis. That's the winning strategy. So I felt, you know, looking at the news, people were saying, oh, is it 2008 all over again? And I thought that was crazy because the state of the economy and the state of the world is completely different now as it was then. So do you agree that people, those comparisons... We're crazy. Correct. I mean, the whole market, we, you know, earnings have been great from companies. You know, the US economy is in a great position right now. Uh, there isn't a crazy like housing crisis or anything like that. Fundamentals are looking strong. And so, again, we can only preach this to our users more and more and anyone that else that's not a user is just keep adding little bits on a regular basis, especially if you're in your 30s or in your 40s. We have a saying at Stash, it's, it's time in the market, not trying to time the market. So people who started to panic, tell us why selling was probably not a good idea. I mean, selling effectively crystallizes your losses if you're at a loss. Right. Um, it, it basically locks in any gain or loss you've made. The way we think about it at Stash is you really want to try to keep your money working for you as long as you can. Um, and what I mean by that is, is that the longer it's in the market, 
that this is the time in the market, the more your money has a chance to earn for you. So if you sell, then you're out of the market and you're trying to play this timing game, which can really hurt people. If you look at, again, on Monday, the markets were down what a bit over 4%. Yeah. Tuesday, they bounced back, you know, 1.5%. You know, today they're, they're looking flat, maybe a little bit down. But if you're trying to trade those and you get them wrong, you can be out of pocket, you know, a really large amount. And it's important to kind of zoom out and look at the market as a whole instead of just looking at it by this hour-by-hour basis. Yeah, I mean, our um, educational team has put out some great pieces just looking at different times in the market where people have been really afraid. If you zoom out just a year or two, you can see that there are just minor blips in a a really, really great story. So I guess we can say volatility is normal. It might not feel normal to a lot of our investors who've only been seeing things on the up and up, but it's just really important that we just let people know that markets go up and down and that's just the way it is. Correct. I mean, volatility is a way, you know, a way that you can assess risk and, you know, you can leave your money under the mattress. You know, it's not going to be that volatile unless someone comes in and steals it. Um, But, (laughs) you know, if you leave your money in a cash account, you're going to earn little bits of interest but it's going to be safe. You're going to be losing against inflation, but it's going to be safe. You know, putting in the stock market, you've got to take a long-term view. It's going to be volatile, but if you take that long-term view, you can be rewarded for the upside. Okay, so what should people do? What are some ideas for people to do when markets are volatile? How can they feel a little bit better about their investments and keep going? So there's really two approaches that I always think about is that I, I like to preach. The first one is you can always move to less volatile investments. If you really are afraid, um, you know, sell some of the more volatile investments and move it into some of the bonds. They're good long-term investments, um, just a little bit less volatile. The other option that you have is you ride through the um, the downturn and if you've got little bits of money, add little bits more because you're effectively dollar cost averaging and you're buying at lower prices and you're bringing down that average price. So when the market does come back, you'll be in a much stronger position. So just explain, we talk about this all the time, but you can never explain it too much. Tell us again what dollar cost averaging is. So dollar cost averaging is effectively putting your money to work over specific intervals. So let's say you bought an investment at $50 and it went up to $100 and you bought another bit, your average price would be $75. However, you take the inverse of that, you bought something at $100 and you then the stock market fell down to 50, your average price would still be $75. The whole idea of dollar cost averaging is adding little bits of money into the market on a regular basis and taking out that volatility and bringing down your average price when markets do come back. So it's also a good idea, which is something that Stash does, is we're teaching people to dollar cost average into a very diversified portfolio. Yeah. We have three things that we preach at Stash. It's diversification. So that's owning a number of different investments, so not putting all your eggs in one basket. A buy and hold strategy, which is you know, you should be buying investments you're willing to hold for a long period of time. And the last part is, you know, continue to add little bits on a regular basis. Even if it's just $5 a week or $10 a week, whatever you feel comfortable with, if you can just continue to do that, you'll be in such a strong position in the years to come. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. And uh, thanks for uh, holding my hand through this tough week. This is great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Teach Me How to Money. Send us your questions at Teach me how to money at stashinvest.com, and we'll try to answer them on a future episode. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Ready to start investing? Sign up for Stash and then enter the promo code PODCAST, and you'll get $5 to get started on your financial journey. Stash, it's your money simplified. 
This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute a recommendation from Stash to the listener. Neither Stash nor any of its officers, directors, or employees makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any of the information contained in this podcast and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Stash, and Stash is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of advice by Stash to the listener, nor to constitute such a person a client of Stash.